Welcome to Pieces for My Puzzle. I'm your host, Nikki Ship, and I'm excited to be sharing with you my life with a son on the spectrum. This podcast is for anyone who is looking for quick tips and perspective, but most of all, for hope and inspiration. So sit back, relax, and let's put the pieces together. Welcome back. My name is Nikki, and welcome to Pieces for My Puzzle. I am your puzzle extraordinaire for today. Last week, we spoke about how to de-stress and take time for you and with for your kiddo. This week, we're going to be discussing sensory issues that your kids might have on the spectrum and some of the experiences that you may or may not have had or could have in the future. So um, I think we can all agree, all of us that are in the special needs community that have special needs kiddos, sensory issues are a real thing, right? Sensory processing disorder, if we want to get completely technical, is a real thing. And I think what's most difficult sometimes is that for people that aren't necessarily in that world of special needs or have a kid on the spectrum, they're not always going to understand what's happening. And that's really hard. But the best way I'm going to describe sensory processing disorder or a sensory need is that the brain has trouble organizing and responding to information from the senses. That's what's happening to a kiddo on the spectrum. And certain sounds, sights, smells, textures, even tastes can create a feeling of overload to them. And when they go into sensory overload, that usually will trigger a behavior. So even uh, bright or flickering lights, uh, loud noises for some kids is really difficult. Um, Like I said, certain textures of food, um, scratchy clothing, um, all of these things are just some of the triggers for kids on the spectrum. My son, Drayson, actually, there are certain food textures he doesn't like. I'm really lucky because he doesn't have too many food aversions, but... um, but he does like yogurt. He, he can't have yogurt. It just the texture like makes him gag. So um, we definitely don't uh, give him yogurt. But um, or jeans. He doesn't like wearing jeans or anything with a tag. So if I buy something with a tag, I need to make sure that I remove the tag. Um, or um, jeans. It's really hard to get him to wear a pair of jeans, even just for a family photo. Um, Last month or a couple months ago, I was able to get him in a pair of jeans for a family photo. And I think the second we got home, he ran upstairs and put his his uh, gym pants back on. Um, So we have to look at certain clothes and certain things to buy for him that aren't going to trigger his senses that that sensory overload that he might experience. So. What um, what happens is it, it creates a difficulty of them organizing and responding to information that comes in through the senses. So it's really important to remember that things might trigger your child and you might not know at first, especially if they're not verbal. Drayson is partially verbal at this point, but when he was diagnosed at the age of three, he wasn't talking at all. So trying to figure out what's triggering them sometimes can be really difficult. And you're going to have different types of sensory issues. You can have kids that may be oversensitive um, to sensory input, so they're going to be really hypersensitive. And then you might have times where they're undersensitive or hyposensitive, where it's not really affecting them very much at all. Um, and sometimes, like I said, it's both. Sometimes it could be um, a loud noise one day and... Um, you know, something else the next. So it's real important to remember that sensory issues 
are across the board. It's not just usually one thing. First recommendation, of course, I have is what I've said on lots of other previous podcasts is do your research, get some help. Um, Sensoryhealth.org has a great website where they actually talk about sensory processing disorder and They even have like a symptoms checklist on there that you can refer to, but that might help you to identify some of the things that might be triggering your kiddo. Um, And once again, that's sensoryhealth.org. I'll post that also in the show notes so that you guys have it for reference, but it's a really great resource. I highly recommend you go check it out. Um, But do your research, find out um, what might be triggering your child and then what might be a good substitute for them. So like I said, Drayson doesn't like wearing jeans. So very rarely do I get him to wear a pair of jeans. But um, dress slacks are softer. So if we go someplace that's a little dressier, um, I'll put on, instead of jeans and a nice top, I'll, I'll still put dress slacks on them because they're softer. They don't tend to bother him as much. Anything with a zipper, though, sometimes tends to bother him. So even, you know, he the kid has like a whole plethora of gym shorts and workout pants and things that are softer that have elastic bands and drawstrings. Um, Even check at the stores, like if you go shopping at Target, um, Target has a really great line, and I can't remember the clothing lines escaping me, but they have um, uh, a really great clothing line where they don't have tags in their clothing. It's actually printed on the inside of the shirt instead. We sometimes look for stuff like that because anything with the tag, he, he wants it off. He can't stand it. So... Find out if there's a substitute that maybe might be able to help them with their sensory issue. And like I said, it's all trial and error. Um, I'm going to share with you just a few things that we've incorporated in our home that have really helped Drayson with some of his sensory issues. And so hopefully this will become helpful for you as well. Uh, First of all, noise-canceling headphones. Drayson is not sensitive to loud sounds all the time, but sometimes he is. And so we have a pair of noise-canceling headphones in case he needs them. Research them on Amazon. Um, I think when I did some quick research before this podcast, I was looking in, and of course, Bose. Who doesn't want a pair of Bose headphones? Bose is one of the um, most expensive brands, but it's also one of the best brands, according to um, according to the site that I was looking at on noise-canceling headphones. But check out Amazon, read the ratings, see if you can find one, and also how they fit. Um, if you have a smaller child, make sure that it's age-appropriate, that it'll fit over their ears, um, and, uh, and consider investing in a pair of those. That might be super helpful just to have on hand, just in case they need them. Um, I have a bin, and in, for those of you watching on the video, you're going to see that I have a whole table full of goodies here. Um, and like I said, for those of you listening, I will try my best to describe what um, what I have here. But um, keep things on hand that are portable. I have a bin. So right here I have this bin that I have with me that I take sometimes on the go. And um, I keep all sorts of little things in here. So... Um, things that Drayson likes. So he really likes like these fuzzy little pom-pom balls. I don't know why. So I keep a couple of those in there and really bright colors. I've got like a purple one, a blue one, a yellow one. Um, I have like a little fidget cube in here that has like little switches and stuff on it. That's always really great. Um, Bubbles. He does like bubbles. So I've got a thing of bubbles in here. Um, Drayson likes holding things that are straight. Like, he'll carry around a hanger sometimes. So um, I found these really cute. They just look like, it's like, it looks like a toilet paper roll is what it looks like. 
but it's just brightly colored and he'll carry this around sometimes just so the fact that he's holding something in his hand um these expandable little um i don't even know what these are called it looks like an accordion they're expandable i don't want to pull this because it's going to make a really loud noise on the microphone um, but they expand and they plug into, they make different shapes and stuff like that. Um, he likes anything that you can hold with your hand. But this makes like a snapping, popping sound. Let me hold it away and see if it, that's like super annoying. But anyway, <laughs> it's like super, super annoying. But it works. Um, so I don't really care if he's in the backseat of the car using it. It works. Um, some magnetic putty. He likes that. And um, I found these little bracelets that are like basically a zipper. And so him just holding it, going back and forth, pulling it like a zipper, he likes those types of things. So I try to keep this on hand. If I can't keep a bin with me, obviously, right? So if I'm out and about and I can't carry a bin of toys with me, um, I'll keep some things um, in my purse as well. So um, the other recommendation I have is have a timer ready. I sometimes will pull up my timer just on my phone, but that helps me to prompt Drayson to the next task or if we're going someplace else or doing something. So if I tell them, him that I'm going to put on the timer and I've got we've got three minutes, then he knows when that timer goes off, it's time to go to the next task. And so that's really helpful for his structure because a lot of times if I try to break him from what he's doing and I interrupt whatever his thought process is and I'm trying to get him to do something else that is sensory based, that might trigger him. So prompting him is a really big deal. So have a timer ready if you need it. Um, weighted blankets. So my dear friend, Darlene and neighbor, I just love her. She made Drayson this weighted blanket. You can look on Pinterest. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have that kind of time. Uh, like I don't have time in my day to, to make a weighted blanket, but, um, she was gracious enough to do this for us. This is the size, um, for those of you viewing, like you'll see it's smaller. It's not like a full-size blanket. It's just like a square rectangular shape. This is great because I can just set it on his lap, okay? Some kids on sensory, it's weight, weight-bearing. So, um, oh, that actually feels really nice sitting on my lap. Um, it's weighted. And so I can, if I'm trying to desensitize him, sometimes we, what we do is we give him what we call squeezies. He'll come up to me and he'll let me squeeze him. And so when I squeeze, that desensitizes him or helps him to have an outlet to release that sensory overload that he's having. Weighted blankets are great for that. Um, again, check Amazon. Um, I even saw on Target the other day and in Walmart, they were selling weighted blankets. They have them in different weights. So you can buy them. I think they start off at like five or seven pounds and they go up from there. Um, Drayson does have one across his bed as well, but this is great. The lap one, if I'm trying to get him to work at a desk or work at a table or do some sort of activity, this kind of helps to desensitize him a little bit by putting the weighted blanket on his lap. Um, I do know that there's also weighted vests that you can buy. And again, I would check Amazon for those. Um, do your research and see, but weighted vests sometimes works really well um, too. Um, I mentioned in my previous podcast, um, in podcast, I think it was um, five, 
um, on taking time for you. Aromatherapy, that really helps too. Only if they're not sensitive to scents though. If they're sensitive to scents, don't do this because then you will you will trigger them instead. So um, if if scents don't bother them, consider maybe some sort of aromatherapy, lavender or um, citrus based. Um, um, sometimes I diffuse it in the room. Drayson, um, sometimes I'll mix it with a carrier oil and rub it on his back or on his chest just to help calm him at night, especially before bedtime. Um, it's pretty funny because he's gotten so used to it that um, he knows now at night he'll he'll say, Mom, Mom, Mama, Mama oils, Mama oils. And so I always joke around with my husband that I'm going to anoint our little prince in oils because he's so used to me <laughs> doing lavender with him at night. So, But that helps to kind of calm him, and it, it releases, it eases his senses, and that's what I want for him. Um, another really great... Um, a uh, resource that I found, which I don't think I brought it today, but I'll just describe it to you guys. It's called Calm Strips. And if you haven't um, had a chance, you can go to their website, calmstrips.com. Check them out. It's really great. They're just these easy little tiny strips and um, they won't do any damages to any surface. I think it's like a vinyl based type of sticker, but the top of the sticker has different textures. And you can buy different designs, different colors, and there's two different types of textures, I believe. Um, but I just put two strips at his um, where he sits at the table, and just the, the sensory of him rubbing over those strips calms him, the texture of it. Um, I've even considered contacting his teacher to put some at his desk because I'm curious to see if that would help calm him at all at school. Um, and, I, and then I have some upstairs when he has his hab or therapy sessions that he can use those calm strips as well. They peel off really easy. They won't leave any sticky stickiness either on the surface. They won't damage the surface. You can put them on the back of your phone. You can put them pretty much anywhere. But I keep them when he's trying to sit. Um, it's really nice because then I can get him to sit for an extended period of time without wiggling around too much. So check them out. Um, it's something we recently discovered. My son loves them. And once again, they're called Calm Strips. So for those of you that travel quite a distance, sometimes um, road tripping is is um, always important, especially if you want to take a trip, right? And um, Or just a long drive. Sometimes if, if Drayson's in the car for longer than 30 minutes, he gets really, really antsy. So um, I always keep a bucket in my car of sensory stuff, so kind of like the Ben. Um, again, I found this bucket on Amazon, and it's just a bucket, for those of you listening, it's just a bucket full of toys called Anxiety stress relief fidget toys. It's literally comes in a bucket. Um, I said to my husband jokingly that we should put a sign on it, you know, do not open or only open in case of fire. Um, so if your kiddo has a sensory issue in the car, sometimes getting something to them quickly is really helpful. Um, and if you're on a road trip, having these things ready to go are super helpful as well. Some of the things we've done with Drayson um, traveling is just carrying a bin of these little sensory toys so that he can just pull them out and, and start um, playing with them and it keeps him occupied. Um, and if something doesn't, if it runs out, if he's not occupied for a long period of time, at least I've got a bin of things that we can choose from. So there's like a fidget ball in here. Um, this one has like the 
little mesh with the marble, if you guys have seen those before, where they try to move the marble around the mesh. Um, little, oh my gosh, these things creep me out, but my son loves these. They're called, I don't even know what they're called. They're just really squishy. They gross me out. But anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to squish it anyway for you guys right now. Okay. A little squishy. Um, it's in a package, so that's why you hear the crinkling, but they're like these little squishy toys. Um, there's also some like, uh, sensory noodles, um, there's a whole bunch of stuff in here. So what I do is I just keep the stuff on hand. So if he gets antsy or I need to try to distract him, I tell him to go to the bucket or I hand him the bucket. Um, and that's super, super effective, especially, like I said, if you're on a long road trip, if you're traveling, um, sometimes we've had to take car, uh, car rides with him three, four hours at a time. And so it keeps them occupied and, um, they don't get, they don't trigger too much. Some kids like movement though. So car rides are easy for them. Other kiddos, not so much. Um, the other thing you can do is create a song list with your, with your child. If you know you're going on a road trip, um, try to um, have a song list ready for them. If they have their own device where they can listen to music, maybe get that song list ready ahead of time for them. That will help them to keep them calm and less likely to trigger too because they have their own set of music that they like to listen to. Um, and then, of course, have their favorites with them, a blanket, a pillow, anytime you're traveling, even if it's just a short car ride. Sometimes, like I said, if we're in the car for 30 minutes, but he's kind of having an off day, I will put this um, this lap blanket in the car with maybe one of his small pillows or something that he really likes so that it's self-soothing for him. The other reason why is it's less likely for him to have a, a, a tantrum or a sensory trigger, and it keeps me calm, especially if I'm driving, right? So less chance of potential car accident or those types of things. So it's always good to have these things on hand. The other thing is have snacks ready. I don't know if you guys, if any of you guys have run into this problem before, but the one thing is Drayson doesn't communicate his emotions very well. And when this kid gets hungry, you better like step to the side because it's going to get bad. The problem is, is that Drayson can't always tell me that he feels hungry or that he is hungry. So I always have a snack or two also in my bag um, just in case I can't, the sensory toys aren't working, the music's not working, any other little, the, the uh, weighted blank, blanket's not working, nothing's working. I always then try to think back how long ago did he eat and does he need something to eat? So maybe try to have a simple snack on hand or ready when you're out traveling around because that can make a difference for your child. Um, just like we all get hangry, right? I mean, I do. I get hangry a lot. And, um, you know, it's amazing sometimes when I realize that that could be the problem. I give Drayson a snack and it's like all of a sudden the horns retract back into his head and he's not, he's not you know, the spawn of Satan. So um, remember just to keep some snacks on hand as well. Um, one other thing that we do work with Drayson on is the zones of regulation. So for those of you that might be familiar with that, um, I also keep stickers on hand too. Oh, I forgot about my stickers. If, if your kiddo likes stickers, have some stickers on hand for them too. Um, but like I was saying, one thing that, I, um, that we've been working on with Drayson is the zones of regulation. So if you're not familiar with this, um, look it up. Look up zones of regulation, and you'll find that there's, there's four, four colors um, of zones. And so we've realized that Drayson can communicate his emotions through color. 
This has been huge for us because Drayson doesn't necessarily always know to tell us that he's angry or that he's frustrated or that he feels sad, but he can tell us that by color. So um, we have a card that has, and for those of you viewing, I'll hold it up. We have a card that has the zones of regulation on here. And um, for those of you listening in, it's just a basic half sheet card that just has um, four colors on it, blue, green, yellow, and red. And blue usually means sad or tired, um, sometimes maybe feeling sick. Green means happy or calm, uh, feeling focused, um, feeling good. Yellow is frustrated or worried, or it can also mean silly or really wiggly. So Drayson gets really squirrely sometimes. So sometimes he's really in the yellow zone, even though he seems like he's really happy also in the green zone. Um, sometimes he'll tell us yellow and, and he's just being silly. Um, but a lot of, usually it's excited, frustrated, worried. Um, and then the red zone, of course, as you can imagine, the red zone is um, angry, um, uh, yelling. Um, they might even feel like they want to hit or out of control. They're just, they're just angry. They're in the red zone. So one thing that we've been able to do with Drayson, um, especially when he does have a sensory trigger, is ask him what color zone he's in. It's a way of trying to open up communication for your child. So just remember that if you can identify how they're feeling, then maybe you can try to get them to calm down a little bit. Um, so a lot of times I'll ask Drayson, you know, what color zone are you in today? He'll tell me green or blue. Sometimes he'll say blue and then he'll yawn. So that gives me an indication that maybe he feels tired. So this has helped me to open up conversation with Drayson. So if he has a trigger... A sensory trigger, sometimes I will ask him, or do you feel like you're in the yellow zone or in the blue zone? Because blue can also mean bored. Could be that he's bored. It could be that he doesn't like the colors that were flashing in front of him at the last light that we, that we passed through. It's hard to say, but this helps to give us at least a starting point to help him calm down. So if you don't or if you aren't familiar with zones of regulation, look it up. It's really a great resource to have and it's helped us. It's done tons of wonders for us and our family. And um, I mean, even now, now sometimes I communicate and color how I'm feeling. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, at the end of every episode, we want to do a story highlight for families um, to celebrate the wins that you've all experienced. I think it's important that we really hold on to the wins of what our kiddos are doing and to realize that they're capable. So if you have a story that you'd like us to read, please email info at piecesformypuzzle.com and we'll read your story and hopefully we will be able to read it on one of our upcoming podcasts. Today, I'm going to tell you a story about, speaking of sensory, about Drayson that um, I recently discovered. Drayson likes balloons, um, not necessarily helium balloons, but just balloons. So um, I was tasked with um, blowing up, uh, I think, 400 balloons at Drayson School not too long ago because it was the 100 days of school celebration. And so we wanted to do 100 balloons down each hallway. So I had... To save myself the time of physically having to blow up balloons, okay, because I'm not all about that. I'm outsourcing this. I um, got a, an automatic balloon inflator machine thing. So I was testing it at home, and I realized that Drayson was really taken with the um, 
with the balloons. So I ended up making a really good sensory game out of it with Drayson. So we, um, I let him pick the color of balloon. I blew up the balloon. And then the game was, of course, don't let the balloon touch the ground. But I realized I was able to start incorporating some other things with him while I was doing that. So as we were, you know, making sure that the balloon wouldn't hit the ground, I would tell him, try it with your left hand, only use your right hand, um, tap it twice, you know, those types of things. And so we were able to make it into a really good game as well as kind of distracting him from what other sensory issues he might be having at the same time. So needless to say, I have a bunch of random balloons now laying around my house. I'll just put it to you that way. You can open up probably any one of our bedroom doors and there's probably a couple balloons that are sitting in that room, but it works. So, um, you know, experiment, have fun, try something like this with your kiddo and you never know what type of communication this also might open up with him. We had a really good time and uh, it was nice just to relax and, and laugh with my son. If you have a story, though, once again, that you would like to share, please send me an email over to info at piecesformypuzzle.com. I look forward to reading it and uh, receiving it. This concludes our episode. I want to thank all of you for tuning in and for listening. Please like and follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Pieces for My Puzzle. If you like what you're hearing, please spread the word too. I really want this to help friends and family with kiddos on the spectrum. And if you like it a lot, please give us a good rating on your preferred podcast platform that you use. Until next time, keep working on your, on your puzzle. And remember, you don't have to have it solved all in a day. Take care. Take care.